Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. If you're using metal ion sanitizers or ionizers, you're going to want to listen to this episode of the Pool Pro Podcast, especially if you're experiencing staining. You'll have to find out why. Well, even going back way before that, I, I like yeah, no, I agree. That Fred said, um, starting out with not buying the most expensive decked out work truck. Yes. When you start, he, he bought the simplest truck. No carpeting on the floor is the best way to go with a pool truck because you're going to ruin the carpet <laughs> anyway. Um, and and at every point you you hit that again. Um, don't spend everything you make. Don't live check to check. You've got to find a way to, to put some money aside and have some yes. capital. That that's that's the only way you're ever going to grow. If you're if you're yes. constantly behind the eight ball financially you're just going to reach a point where it just overwhelms you. Like you said, Fred, you're going to have to kind of take a hit at the beginning to get the first person. And you're going to have to decide how you're going to do that, whether it be, you know, if your wife isn't working, maybe she has to get a job just, just temporarily just to get through the, through this first stage. And then, like you said, once you reap the benefits of it, then you can change it up, but there's going to have to be some sort of, you know, the only thing you can do, as everybody knows, is, is is increase your revenue or reduce your expenses. I mean, and you're trying to increase your revenue. And, and in the meantime, you're going to have to reduce your expenses to be able to get this first person hired. And that's the step that is the scariest. And this isn't just in the pool industry. As we know, how many Americans um, live paycheck to paycheck in every industry? You know, it's a lot. It's a, it's a you know, money management is not something you're taught well when you're younger. Oh. I don't understand why they don't teach that in the, at the school level on how to manage money. Why are they not teaching that in middle school and high school and things like that, how to manage your money? Because nobody, if you don't have parents that know what they're doing and are able to teach you that from a young age, you don't know how to do it. No, you don't. You know? You don't, you really That's don't. That's the scary part of this of this whole scenario. That is a so, scary part. And, and guys, another thing that I'd like- oh, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, some other things that you, uh, uh, I can tell you have a lot of experience and that I'd like to pull out of you a little bit uh, regarding uh, your employees. Um, so many of us are at, the, at that point where we want to find an employee, but number one, where do you look? How do you find a guy? Number two, um, is it better to just kind of let it be a revolving door type of job with a pool cleaner? You can train anybody to do it in a short period of time. Or is it better to, to value an employee that you have and give them a path to success in your company to, to you know, yeah. you want to make $80,000 a year? Well, here's what you got to do. Here's, here's, yep. here's your path. You can do that here. We, we need you. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what is the model that, that you think you, seems to work yeah. the best? We laid that out for them as we got bigger on day one. You know, we would lay that out for him and, and, and we would introduce him. We'd say, hey, you see this guy over here who's now my service manager in charge of 40 guys? Well, he started in a truck for me and now he's the service manager making big bucks, right? Working in the office all day in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but, but he started in a truck. We didn't hire him in in that position, right? So yeah. we, 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 we do that and... For, for some, that's big. 
if they want to make the commitment, they see this as a career uh, and they want to learn, then that's the path they're looking for. They're like, yeah. yeah, I want to get in. I want to be a tech and I want to learn how to build them or I want to learn how to do repairs or I want to do how to whatever. That's great. You know, we'll train them and mentor them and they can stay as long as they want. My mom are happy to stay for a long time, 15, 20 years. Some are, oh, I got everything I can out of you. And now I'm going to go open my own shop and we wish them well. And we like, sure, you know, if we can throw you some business, great. We, we will, right? We wish right. them well. No animosity. Where do you find your guys? Where do you find your guys to hire, Fred? But there are others. There are others. They just see this as if they watch the Bad News Bears many times and they think they're Walter Matthau and they're Cadillac <laughs> and they're going to be drunk half the day or, you know. <laughs> but they think it is kind of a joke yeah i'll just do this for a while until i find something better and we try to sort them out real fast yeah we got better at it over time at first weren't too good at it made a lot of mistakes and you're going to make mistakes you're going to get better at it over time you're going to spot them real quick and just cycle them out get another guy in we also, and there's this ongoing, I don't think anybody will ever have the answer to this question. I think Dave asked it, but do you hire an experienced guy or do you hire somebody that doesn't know anything? That's a tough question. Well, actually it's pretty straight. It's pretty straightforward. The preference is I learned the hard way, get the guy that knows nothing, that has yeah. the work attitude, the right attitude, and willing to work hard and willing to learn and willing to crack a book when he's not on your dollar. And I'll take 10 of those guys any day. Okay. Yeah. But here's what happens is you're growing along and you're following the model and you're ready for that next guy. And man, you're working hard. And oh, I guess got pool number 62. Good. I'm ready to give this 60 to my next guy. Okay. And Oh, I want to do this fast. Well, I'll just hire somebody that knows what they're doing and turn them loose. Yeah. All right. That's good and bad. You got, I've got, I've had a few, I've hired a few that were good. I'm like, okay. They don't do it exactly the way I did, but you know what? The finished product with my standards, like, okay, I'll let you do it your way. But uh, you, you're going to find most of the time they're going to have more bad habits than they got good. And they got all this bad tribal knowledge and stuff that they picked up at you know, Ips or whatever that just just urban myths and lessons, you know, just stuff that, that they'll argue with you about. And you're like, you know, that's just not right, dude. That's just it's just not not the science behind the water chemistry, or it's just not the way the pool equipment works, or yeah. whatever. And and so if you get in a pinch, you got to get a guy quick. That's what happens. And if you're lucky. Maybe you can get a good one. If not, and this is what happens. So you get one and you're like, oh, this guy is not going to work long term, but he's pain relief right now. He's a couple of aspirins. Yeah. He's out there. He's doing the pools. He may not be doing them the way I want done. And he's got some bad habits and he's not going to be a long-term player, but I'm going to keep him around for a while until I groom somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's when that you get another, that could be another place where you've got all this extra overhead because now you start getting to the point, and this is usually about guy number three, four, oh, five, maybe. You kind of got this jack of all trades guy in the wings that starts to become your route cover guy. It's first, you're the route cover guy, right? They call it sick, you go do the route, right? 
pretty soon you get like, I don't want to go out and do the routes anymore. I want a rock cover guy. Well, I'll get the repair guy to do that. Well, repair guys don't go like to go back and clean pools once they've done repair guys. No. That's a demotion. Quit on you. you do that too much, they'll quit. Okay. Yeah. So then you think, oh, who am I going to have? Oh, the apprentice. I'll let the apprentice. The apprentice can do pools. So apprentice becomes cover guy. So when Johnny calls in sick, he goes and covers. And great. Well, maybe apprentice guy can train another apprentice guy. So we call that being like a half a tech ahead. You're either a half a tech behind or you're a half a tech ahead. When you get bigger, you can afford to be a tech ahead or a tech behind. Mm -hmm. But when you're little, you can only afford about a half a tech. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You've got one in, it's like having one in the training camp. He's out there on deck. He's the relief pitcher. He's ready to jump in at any moment. And so if you have a guy quit or growth, are you ready? Pretty soon, he's ready to take on a few pools, and then he take. The, then he's got a full time route. And then you got, and then, he, and then you start the cycle with the next guy. You get another little apprentice guy going down here. Of course, that's all overhead at that time. That guy's not making you any money. Guys on routes doing as many pools as they can, they're making you money. The repair guy's making you money. This guy you're bringing on down here that's in training, right? In the pipeline, he's not making you any money. He's pure overhead. So a lot of guys are like, "Oh, I'm not going to do that. That's killing me." Well, you got to make that investment in your business. And this is the guy you're investing in right here. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So so where do you find these guys? So uh, word of mouth, uh, we would always give a little bounty to anybody in our company and says, hey, if you know of anybody that, you know, works as good as you and is great, especially the good employees. Hey, man, I'll give you 500 bucks if you send them in there and we hire them and they stick around. And Oh, that's a good idea. Bucks. Yeah, we'll give you money when you hire them and we'll give you another if he sticks around for three months. And we got a lot that way. Uh, Craigslist was better a few years ago than I think it is now. Yeah, now you got to watch out in Craigslist. Now you got to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but Indeed and Zip, we got a lot yeah. off of them. Okay. We tried the thing at putting it up on the sign at the wholesalers. Never got anybody. Yeah, there's too I many mean, things up there. Yeah, that's if you look at if you're in the, the emergency situation and you need the guy tomorrow. Yeah, at, that's where you might find that guy. But if he's working for somebody else, he's probably not going in the wholesalers anyway. So you got to think about where you're going to reach that guy. Right. So. Uh, we never poached. I mean, some of my competitors would actually walk up to our guys and try to hire them on the spot, you know, where they're out on the route. We, we never, we never did that. So unless they came to us, we, we didn't try to poach anybody. Right. But, um, so we would just advertise and, you know, maybe sometimes they'd come in, I think they're working for the competition and they might just come in and kick the tires to see if we had better routes or, you know, better benefits or whatever, what we were paying. They just kind of wanted to see if they were getting paid fair or not. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's is what it is. If we thought they were mercenaries, we kind of caught on to that pretty, pretty quick. And there's a few of those floating around. And we're like, nah, nah, go hire that guy. Uh, so Fred, so how do you prepare the business for selling it? How, what, are, what, are the, what are the goals in building value for your business? Is it just the number of pools and how much revenue? Or are there other things that people are looking for when they're trying to buy your business? What are they oh. looking for? Well, that's an excellent question. So yeah. 
we're really, I didn't build this to sell. My what was your goal? It was to build it to keep. I was, oh, okay. It was so what were, when you retired, who were you, who was going to run it? My son. Your son. Okay. Got it. Then he decided he didn't want anything to do with it. He says, dad, it's too hard. <laughs> so, so then I thought, well, we have a crew, really couple of really trusted long-term employees. I'll just let them run it. And they really didn't want to do it either. Right. But I could have, I could have talked them into it. Well, I could have just cut down my hours. Actually, towards the end, I probably was only working a couple of hours a day anyway. So. Right. Big deal. What happened was <laughs> that darn title, was it 22 or 24? What's the one where we had to check the pools every day? What was that? The what? Uh, title 24. 24. California Title 24. We had to start logging uh, the recordings on the commercial pools every day. Wow, that really changed the business. And all of a sudden now we became a 24-7 business and I felt like I never got a break. And we, we almost doubled our head count in about three months. That about killed me, hiring that many people that fast. And then coming up all these new routes, where all we did was send a guy out there to test the water and write it in the logbook and go on down right. the street to the next pool, right? And how many of those can you do a day? Can you do 30, 40, or 50 of those a day? I mean, because the customers didn't want to pay for all this. They didn't want to pay anything extra, but their, their, their service bills were doubling. And it should have tripled. Well, they only doubled, but they should have tripled, right? Because, so that got really hard. And it took a lot of us out of it. And we're like, wow, this isn't any fun anymore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've been talking about it. And, and, and well, maybe it's the time, right? So... The value, valuation for pool service companies is very interesting. So if you want to sell your company, first of all, do you have a company? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you have a company? <laughs> yeah. I subscribe to the book from, it's called The E-Myth. Anybody who's ever read mm -hmm. that, E-Myth, says you don't have a company unless it runs without you. Unless you want a job. Yeah, otherwise you've, you've built yourself a job. So how many pool service companies out there could say the thing would run along with them? I don't care if they're a builder doing $20 million a year. Will that company run without the founder, without the president? Can your staff run that company? If they can, you have a company, okay? Now you have created tremendous value for someone who wants to buy your company. Your company is now worth maybe double what another one isn't just because of that. Just because somebody can parachute in and, and buy that company. They don't have to know anything about the pool industry because you got a whole team of people that do. And sure, they will over time, right? Right. But do they have to day one? Nope. Got to buy my company. He worked for a venture capital firm. Didn't know anything about the industry. All he knew was he saw the same thing I did when I got into it. Wow, here's an industry that doesn't have a lot of competition, has good profit margins, and has some growth. I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's not a gazelle. We're not going to be the next dot com Silicon Valley. We're, we're not going to be Robin Hood or, <laughs> or Google or Facebook or anything. But it's a good, solid business. Good, solid business. Right. And he saw the same thing and said, "Oh, okay, that looks good." And he was willing to pay me a premium price. And so. 
there's all ranges in between there. If you just got a route, then what are you really selling? You don't own those customers. Those customers can quit on you tomorrow. I see all these guys selling routes and they think, well, okay. And, and, and I bought routes and we kept probably 90, 95% of the customers that I bought. I was able to keep by working really hard, doing a good job for them. And the valuation on a route is like I said before, if you could park your truck and go do four or five customers, wow, you're going to get 12, 14, 15 times your service billings for that route. You're going to get right. a premium. You got pools all over town that you don't want to do and are leaf monsters like that first route that I bought. You'd be lucky to get six times. So there's a huge range in valuation there on what a pool route might be worth. Mm, it's going to be worth point. more because you got four, five, six employees and a repairman. A little bit. Yeah. So now you've added some value. This guy's going to have to come in and learn the business though, because he's going to be working in it. He's going to be working in the business. He's going to be doing repairs and in a truck and cleaning pools. And uh, he's going to have to get his hands dirty and sweaty. And so it's got to be somebody that's willing to do that. But that's still the base you've built is worth a lot. Right. Yeah. So you can still get a premium, but it's still going to be based on pretty much the industry standards for some factor times your annual service route billings. 12 times, 13 times, 14 times, whatever, right? So when you become a company, the valuation metrics change. You don't value General Motors or Zoom or, you know, by that. They're valued by a thing called EBITDA earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, okay? That's the bottom line measurement. It's also valued by cash flow. So that's gonna determine the valuation of your company. And you'll be benchmarked against other companies based on an EBITDA range for your industry. Does that make sense? Yeah. And those are much different calculations than right just doing something times your annual service billings, okay? So we would have been way undervalued. We were billing about $400,000 a month, okay? As a service company, no building, no building, no building pools, no, no, 400 grand a month. I know some service guy is gonna watch us and go, that guy's smoking crack. No, we really were. <laughs> and 40% of that, was service, okay? And you think, wow, what's the rest of it? Well, 20% was chemicals. You can remember chemicals at our biggest gross margin. And we love selling chemicals, well, you know, all moderation. And then we broke down repairs into three different categories. We had labor only, because I wanted to break out my repairmen labor billable hours. Uh, I wanted to know separately to make sure that we're making money on that. Well, my margin wasn't on that. And our margin on labor billable hours was about 50%, okay? Then we broke it down on parts and whole goods. So if I sold somebody a new pump, we called that a whole good, or a new heater, or new filter, or whatever. And we averaged about 25 to 30% on that because that's the stuff you're gonna get shopped on the internet on. And it's right. gonna be competitive. It's the, big, the bigger dollar stuff, right? Parts, we got 50, 60% markup on. The little stuff, maybe 100, right? 
customer wants a new net or something, you can buy for 20 bucks and sell it to them for 40, you know? So uh, we broke all those down separately to make sure that we were getting the margin that we wanted on each one of those things individually. So if you don't have the accounting system to do that, and you're not keeping track, then you have no idea what your margins are really of. And I think that's a, that's a problem guys get into and they find out they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, right. I'll make up for that over here and I'll make up for that over there. And they don't, and they don't because they're not paying attention to this. So we started off with the most basic QuickBooks, right? Like a lot of guys do. And then by the end, what nice thing of QuickBooks is you can just keep growing with it. And by the end, we were using the Enterprise Edition, right? Uh, which is fantastic. And then that's got all kinds of plugins, our dispatch system, our inventory system, all this other stuff then would synchronize with the Enterprise Edition. And we got this great data. You know, we have yeah. this great data that we could mine and say, oh, hmm, our margins are slipping on this particular item or our margins are slipping here. Our margins are going up over here. That's great. Uh, so it was really, it really helped a lot. And then we developed an, a set of metrics that we reviewed on a weekly basis to make sure that we we're staying on target. Okay? Right. So. Yeah, looking at data in your business is extremely important, especially when yeah. you start growing like that. But even just a what, guy right now that's just one person, he should be looking at that too, Dave. I don't know. Dave, did you use anything like that with your business? Yeah, I, um, I never had it? quite got it together as much as I should have. Um, yeah, and I think that's a lot of people do that. It's not yeah, just in this industry. Um, for a, a number of things, but... Um, I never really put the whole pieces of the puzzle together and, and right. did did everything with it that I could have, and that was that was a mistake I believe on my part. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm just talking the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, Dave, you're not alone. I think I I, I hear that from a lot of guys. Yeah. 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 I think mm -hmm. a lot of people do that in every industry. Yeah. So um, just so you know, we're we're an hour in, so I want to close this, and I'll cut this part out of the video. But I want to close it, um, and then we can decide later if we want to do other topics, Fred. We, you know, because you have you and I had a list going of different things. Sure. I think we have to focus it in a little bit better because I can't. We're kind of all over the place today. We are not not just you, but all of us. But I can cut this down to where we focus on just, you know, the steps. Maybe we focus on the steps individually. But I think for me, I really want this to be about the guy that's one, you know, the single polar. Okay who really wants to take the first step, which we've talked about already. So I'll cut it down to that part. Okay, perfect. Uh, but I have well, to I think end this it. was a really good kind of a 10,000 overview. Overview yes. of Absolutely. everything. I, you you yeah, brought out a that. lot of really good things that, that everybody that's a one polar that- uh, And you have to have a vision. If, you got, if these guys yeah. want to start growing, they have to have a vision. So having the 10,000 foot view is I think a good way to do that because you have a vision for your business. A lot of these folks, like you said, don't even have a business plan. That's a whole nother conversation that we could talk about separately um, yeah, and how to develop a, a business plan. You know, that's a whole other conversation. That's what we it can talk completely about. is. Yes. The business plan. And yes. then the other one is the financials to go along with it. So exactly. So it's yes. one thing to keep track of it in QuickBooks. It's another then to use QuickBooks to forecast the next year. Exactly. What's, 
my budget for 2021? What do I want my revenues to be? Yes. When are they going to get to the point? Well, if I'm sitting here in January and I'm thinking, oh, by June, I'm going to be ready for that second guy. Or I'm going to be ready for that first guy. Yes. You kind of plan these things out and not just react. And that, that's most of the pool guys don't do that. They're just reacting. They get in this habit of reacting because that's the way their day goes. They're just reacting to whatever they ran into at the next pool, the next pool, the next pool. They're just reacting all day long. And it's getting them to think, wow, no, I'm going to be proactive, not reactive. That's exactly. A whole mind shift for them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to close it out. I'll, I'll, I'll talk it through. I'll, I'll do that. And then, Fred, um, we will connect with you after this um, to see about moving forward with other. Because I would love it if we could have you on more regularly, just from the business side of it, to do a whole series on this type of some of the things we're thinking about. And we'll focus in on one little piece every time or maybe even if we do two we'll cut it and then focus on the next thing because sure. i think this is the stuff that they just have struggled with and all of us struggle with i don't i don't want to say that i'm have everything together all the time because i certainly could do things better myself so this is something that i think would be good for for many people for sure glad to help yes so uh, dave i'm going to close do you want to close it out since i started do you want me to no you can't it's, it's fine okay I can't thank you enough, Fred, for being on today. This is something we're going to have Fred on more often to talk about very specific topics in the financial side of your business and how to grow your business, but also how to manage your business from a financial perspective and make sure that you're looking at data and you're looking at, you know, you're, you're revising business plans and you're forecasting and you're preparing for retirement if you're going to sell. All those things are so important from a financial perspective. We want to help you be better in that. So we're going to have, if you'll agree to it, Fred, we'll see. And if you can come back in and, and, and work with us on these particular subjects, that would be great. Fred, is there, do you guys, do you have a website? Do you any, do any kind of coaching or anything like that? You know, any kind of website that they could go to, to, to learn more about what you do, or are you just kind of retired and just trying to help in any way you can? I'm just trying to help in any way I can. I mentioned <laughs> I published, I published a book called The Big Pivot. Yes, on and Amazon. Yep. It's on Amazon. A lot of this is on there. I don't make any money on it. any money I get out on a donating to charity anyway, or back to the industry. So you don't feel like you're making me rich or anything. I mean, my, <laughs> my first commission check was like $34. So don't worry about it. <laughs> this is but, the deal breaker for you. Yeah. But it's, uh, but if, if you, if, if you, if you want to just contact me directly, that's great. You know, I can help guys one-on-one. -on -one. I'm, I'm really good at the kind of one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I'm not afraid of that. And the only reason the book does is it's kind of helped puts things in context and kind of gives us both uh, something to talk about. We could say, hey, read that chapter on growing your business and then we'll talk about it. And right. it's just kind of like a little textbook for them to follow along with. Absolutely. So let me get one thing straight then what you're saying, if I'm, if I'm catching this right is that there's more money in pool service than there is in writing books. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> at least at this point. At least at this point. <laughs> Unless you're Tony Robbins. You know, if you're Tony Robbins, yeah, you're probably making yeah, a lot gotta, of money on your you book. you got to build an empire first. <laughs> um, well, Fred, thank you so much. This has been a great kind of a 10,000-foot overview of uh, uh, really someone who's made it in the business and is is willing to share uh, their success story and, and help others to follow that path. Thank you so much for your time. And we would love to have you back as a show contributor. And yes. uh, we look forward to the next time we can speak. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. A new voice in the industry. 
a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.